0: We are in chapter 28 of Shemuel Aleph I want to quickly go through what we did yesterday All right. Where David ran away to Achish, the king of Gath in the land of the Pelishii, And he's, he does this shtick what's his, what's his trick? What's his shtick? What's David's uh, ploy here? He goes and he has like, his own army in Siklag In the territory of the Pelishtim and he takes that army and he goes and he kills all the enemies of the Jews. Oh. And he uh, And he doesn't and keep anybody alive and because he, tells he, doesn't, Achish that he was And uh, he tells Achish Jews. that he's attacking the Jews. So there's no problem staying there. And thereby he builds trust with Achish and he destroys the enemies of, he he helps the Jewish people against it with their enemies. I have a question and wait, in the process, the way he was able to do it was that he didn't he kept he killed every single person women, children, he kill them all, lest they come and they tell where they're from to Achish, and Achish figured out that David wasn't actually attacking Jews. Now the question I would like to address is, is this a good thing on David's part? Is David doing a good thing here? So I'm reading in this book by Amnon Bazak, he gives two explanations why it may not be a good thing. Um, while it may not be... It may not be um, it's, it's a little bit frowned upon What David is doing And that he says he's, he's spilling innocent blood In order to protect himself One Is that if you look at chapter 30 In Shemuel Aleph, The Amalekite people are going to come in To David's city of Siklag And they're going to attack it And David's not going he's, he's going to be out at war So he's not going to know that they came And they're going to come and attack his city And the, what the Amalekite people did Is they took the women that were in that city, in Siklag They didn't kill anyone And it's interesting because it's the same story as what David is doing to the other people But in, in that case, he is killing people So there's a little bit of a parallel Between what happens later in Siklag To the, David's people And what he did to the other nations In that the Amaliki came and didn't kill anyone and David went and he killed. Which shows one thing. Now another thing is in Divrei Yamim, um, David says to, 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 to Shlomo the following. He says, I can't build a bit of Mikdash because God said to me, You spilled too much blood and you made too much battle. I don't want you to build a bit of Mikdash. That's why David didn't build a bit of Mikdash. For you spilled a lot of blood before me, says God. Radak over there says, What does it mean he spilled a lot of blood? That there was a lot of innocent blood. One is, we'll see in the, in the Shemuel Bet, in the story of Bathsheba, that he kills the, the husband of Bathsheba, okay, Uriah. And the second case that the Radak brings is this case of when he killed the nations when he was living with the Pilishtim mm-hmm. and he killed the nations and he didn't kill, he didn't keep anyone alive. That he didn't keep anybody alive. And this was one of the examples of the innocent blood that David spilled, which caused them to not be able to build a bit the Bitta Mikdash. So ultimately, ultimately, it seems like there is a little a hint. A hint of disappointment in David For the way he behaved in chapter 27 Okay Now The Radak over there also says That it wasn't Um, He didn't get punished for this Because his intention was to destroy the enemies of the Jews Meaning his overall intention was to kill the enemies of the Jews He just went a little bit overboard So because it wasn't a you know, it's not like he went to the city of Kwanim and killed everyone for free. He he went and he killed enemies of the Jews, and he added some more people to it by mis- or or you know, like uh, in the process. So he wasn't punished for it. But again, there's a hint of a problem with the way that he behaved in chapter twenty-seven. Okay, should we go to chapter twenty-eight? Mm-hmm. All right. So question though, yeah. ask you. So we leave chapter twenty-seven with Achish. Trusting David, now Achish is the king of the Philistines, so we trust David fully, and he thinks that David is fully, fully against the Jews at this point. Amen. To the extent that in chapter 28, Achish is going to ask David to help him go to war against the Jews. Oh. So, So, and it was in those days the Pelish gathered their camps to go to, the, to, go to war, to fight Israel. He says, I know that you should come out with me to war, you and your people, against the Jews. You know what your servant is going to do. He kind of says it in like a vague way. Translate how they, how they translated it. You shall see what your, you shall what your servant will do Now what, what does Achish think he means? Of course and Don't worry I got you yeah. What is David trying to do? He's trying to basically avoid And giving him a straight answer yeah. Okay And Achish says to David shomer He said if you do good in this battle I'm going to make you A Shomer al-Roshi. I'm going to make you my like personal guard party Yeah for the rest of For the rest of days Meaning he's getting that close to Achish, you know. It's it seems to be like a, within the Jewish DNA to be able to get very high up into in, in like spy work, like uh, what's the the thing the Netflix thing, with the the guy who became like he went to Syria and he became like the best friend of like the king of Syria or something. What's that? Do you guys know that the spy? the spy? No, it's called the spy, no. It's crazy. The Mossad, the famous, Mossad, the famous yeah, yeah, the he famous, was, what's his name? He got, he got caught at the end. He got caught after, uh, Levi, you Um, whatever, so it's like, I mean, if we know about him, then he's not so much of a spy anymore. It was right. 70 years Eli ago, Colin. Eli Cohen, right. Story of Cohen is a legendary spy. Top, legend- he mean, he almost, Cullen. he almost, he like, almost became like the, the prime minister of yeah. Syria, like crazy. It's right. crazy. Okay. Puzzle met. Now, documentary The Pelishim, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really crazy. So the Pelishtim are gathered around, and they're going to war with Israel. Now, how many times in Sefer Shmuel have we gone to war with the Pelishtim? Sefer Shmuel. No. And Shmuel Aleph. Probably this is the first. No, not the first. Okay. Shaul has fought the Belshemim a few right, times. Right. Exactly. War. Why is that considered a war? No, no. Shaul has gone to battle with the Bel. Okay, yeah, battle. What battles are wars, wars or... now? I'm battle. Whatever. Okay. This is the third time. There may be even more. Actually, I, I I counted three so far. One was remember the first time Shaul didn't listen to Shmuel. What was it? Left alive all the animals No, oh. no, no I was Amalek That's Malik. He didn't wait my leg. That's chapter 15 I'm talking chapter 13 He didn't wait for Shmuel He didn't come. wait for Shmuel Shmuel said Wait for me to come Then we'll then bring a korban together what are you waiting? What are you... Then we'll bring a korban together And then we'll go to the police team And we'll attack them that when they said that one fast? And then yeah. Wait, yeah oh. And then Shaul says We can't We don't have time We don't have time To, to wait for Shmuel Let's bring the korban The police team are coming already So he brings the korban thing and then he says, okay, should we go down to the Pelishim? And then, and then Yonatan has already stirred up something. He already calls the Pilishim to start like, whatever. The, the, I don't know if you guys remember. But in that same battle, um, Shaul is reprimanded by Shemuel. And then he's like not moving. So then Yonatan takes the lead. And Yonatan went and he attacked the, the place of the Pilishim And the Pilishim started going crazy. And then Shaul was like, oh, let's go ask the clan." And then what does he tell the clan? No, no, forget it. I don't need you anymore. We, the Yonatan already has gone to, and started defeating the Pelishim. So the first battle was against the Pelishim. And that was the battle in which Shaul first made his mistake. In that he didn't wait for Sha- wait, Shemuel, Shemuel. gave him and, the curse there? And right there, Shemuel already gave him the curse that you're not going to be the king. Somebody else is going to be the king. The second battle of the Pelishim... Was against he to, When Shaul had to uh, Go and fight against the pelishtim No This was with Goliath Goliath was a, a pelishtim oh, yeah. Remember And that's when David comes And he saves the Jesus day So What I want to show you Interestingly Is that this is the third Interaction with the pelishtim And going back to this book With Amnon Bazak He says He shows how Shaul's His ability to Deal with the pelishtim Gets worse and worse Each time Each time Um here. In chapter 13, when the Pelishim came, he did not wait for Shimuel and he brings the Korban or, or out of pressure, too early. And then he became kind of like a sitting duck and he couldn't move. And Yonatan had to take the lead in that war in chapter 13. So, was that a good battle for Sh- Shaul against the Pelishim? No. Next So this was against Goliath. They were scared, and they feared him. <coughs> so first time, Shaul basically can't move. he messes up and he can't move. Second time, it shows that he's scared and they feared the Goliath. Now we're at our third battle With the Philistines Let's see what Shaul Is thinking at this battle And Shmuel dies. All of Israel They did uh, they, uh, mourned him He was buried in Ramah And in his city And Shaul Had already gone through a program Of removing all of the The false prophets And the all of the Yedoni people From the land Now why is it saying that? It's pointing out That on the one end, the real navi is dead. Shemuel. On the other end, all of the Ovenidoni people who are the false navi have already been eradicated from the land, and that's Shaul's doing. So in theory, it seems like Shaul has nobody to talk to because there's no navi. Okay. Eradicating kicked out. Yeah, he he killed all them. He kicked them out. or whatever. He got rid of all of the Ovenidoni and people from the land. So they're they're related. The navi the navi is a kosher form of. O- Meaning the Ova Yudoni Is a non-kosher form of nivuah You get the same thing out of Ova Yudoni Just in a non-kosher way Right So Pasu like, Yeah like a necromancer uh, kind of thing um, So that's the backdrop Shaul is terrified We have a history of him being terrified From the pelishtim There are no more nivim Because Shemul is dead And there is no And all the Ova Yudoni People are scared Or in hiding Or gone That's the backdrop So we'll see what happens Amen Amen